I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in hour number three, Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. Perfect day for us to be down here at Mar-a-Lago. It is 2-22-22, George Washington's birthday. And we spent the first hour of this program with President of the United States, 45 himself, Donald J. Trump. It has been a awesome show. We've been able during the breaks to walk around the grounds here at Mar-a-Lago. We are down in Palm Beach, and this is an incredible setting. We're waiting right now for Joe Biden to address the situation in Ukraine. We'll see what he has to say from the White House. In the meantime, uh, we want you to know that you can go listen to that entire first hour with President Trump. If you're just getting in your cars right now, you haven't heard it already. You can go download the podcast, search out my name, Clay Travis, such a search out Buck, Buck Sexton. You can also go to clayandbuck.com, full transcript of the conversation with the president uh, to be able to see and hear everything that we talked about. If you haven't made clayandbuck.com a part of your repertoire, if you're a fan of the show, would encourage all of you to do that. As and there's well. the iHeart app, folks, which is free and a great way to listen to our show as well as a whole lot of other stuff. So go check it out. The Clay and Buck Show available on the iHeart app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And Clay, sunny Florida, my friend. Good to be down here in the free state of Florida, maskless. I'm even going into Ubers unmasked now. It's fantastic. I had to take a picture of myself in an Uber recently after my trip to California because I wasn't wearing one in the back of the car. But, Buck, it is amazing to think about what has happened in the state of Florida. I know we were talking about this as we went to break. But if you just really contemplate, in the space of 20 years, we have gone from Florida is the state that decides who wins the presidential election to Florida is firmly in the Republican uh, camp when it comes to the Electoral College. I think Ron DeSantis is going to win comfortably. I think Marco Rubio is going to win comfortably in their statewide races here. 
And the question that, that kind of strikes me as, as we sit here in Mar-a-Lago, and it's, you and I have obviously been all over the state of Florida doing this show from a variety of different places. You have family who've relocated down here. We have a place on the Florida Gulf Coast uh, in terms of being able to, uh, to spend time down in this state. Is Florida a early prelude for the way the nation is going to go? Because you can make the argument, you look at the Hispanic vote breaking in a big way, for Republicans, the Cuban vote here specifically, a Cuban American vote, and Venezuelan, and uh, but the South Florida, they went for Trump in a way that they've never, frankly, in modern history, gone for really a uh, a Republican yeah. candidate. A lot of Venezuelan Americans too, oh, by the yeah, way, no just doubt. to throw that in there, and, who have fled the socialist uh, better than hell anybody. of Maduro. Better yeah. than anybody, they know what the impact of unrestrained socialism is. So I just I I, I am hopeful and actually quite optimistic that Florida is on the front edge of a revitalization of this country and of sanity prevailing. You can argue, of all the states out there, nobody handled COVID better than the state of Florida. And what should states do now that there is this reopen? I, I saw this story just over the course of the show. I was reading in after we had our interview with President uh, Trump. Uh, during the commercial breaks here. Clay, this is remarkable. Let me, let me just step back for a second. There should be consequences for bad decision-making in politics, and that includes not only people who are in uh, elected office as members of whether it's the governor, state legislature, Congress, etc., but but also down to the school district level. I think we've started to see the mom rebellion uh, against the mask mandates and CRT teaching in school really become a political movement unto itself. But there have to be consequences for bad decision-making, and I would even say for tyranny. And this is great. This is from uh, from just a few days ago up on Forbes. Florida House votes to... It's now with the, the news today is that it is with the Senate in Florida, the state Senate here, votes to strip $200 million from schools that imposed mask mandates against the governor's executive order. So the Florida House passed a budget that takes $200 million funding away from schools that impose the mandate. Um, and the par- putting parents' First Amendment, introduced by Republican State Representative Randy Fine, would divert school funding away from 12 counties that impose school mask mandates and shift it instead to 55 school districts that never required masks The budget, including the amendment, passed in a 102 to 14 vote. Some Democrats voted against it because of the amendment. We're getting into the details here a little more than people need to know. But I thought the most interesting part of this, and this comes from uh, DeSantis uh, spokeswoman Christina Pushaw, because people are, of course, saying, oh, my gosh, they're cutting all the funding from schools. She says they shouldn't have broken the law. This is a quote from her Twitter just now. They shouldn't have broken the law. By force masking children against parents' wishes, this cut only affects salaries of school administrators over $100,000, so it is not intended to educate children. It will go to the 55 districts that followed the law. Actions have consequences. Yes, this is what needs to happen now, folks. You have to have, in places where Republicans, where conservatives have power, whether it's at the school board level, all the way up the governor's mansion, you got to get rid of the mask-loving commies on your school board. You got to actually punish districts that think. And I, I hope, you know, we're going to have Glenn Youngkin on tomorrow. I'm going to ask him about this one because he's had defiant districts 
in his state that think that they don't have to listen to the governor. When the governor's a Democrat, it's shut up, peasants, do whatever he says. When it's a Republican, it's, oh, we're going to do our own thing. Well, Not allowed to happen anymore, folks. Not on DeSantis's watch. What I think is so important, there have to be consequences. What do you hire a politician for? Judgment. You hire a politician. When it really gets down to it, when you and I and everybody out there listening to us goes and votes, ultimately what you're voting for is I trust this person to make the right decisions, to have the right judgment when it comes to to so many different issues out there across the board. And if we do not, and I mean this for people out there who are independents, I mean this out there, and by the way, we see the numbers, a lot of you may have leaned Democrat over time, but you now, because of COVID and the insanity that you see in the country, you're listening to us, and certainly everybody out there who's Republican, there have to be consequences. There have to be consequences, Buck, for getting everything wrong on COVID for telling you that one business was essential and non-essential, for telling you that you couldn't be in a hospital with an ill, seriously ill relative, for telling you that your kids couldn't get on a swing set, for making your kids wear masks for two years. All of those things. That doesn't even need to consider the border, the murder rate, defund the police. All of these failures, Afghanistan, Ukraine, all of them demand consequences. And if there are not consequences... In 2022, what you are effectively saying as a nation is judgment doesn't matter. And Buck, I may be completely naive. A lot of people say, "Oh, you're way too optimistic." We had a conversation last night. People, "Oh, you, you know, you're you you believe too good." I think people ultimately get things right. And I think they got them wrong in the 2020 presidential election. But I think if you look at what's going to happen in 2022. They are going to reap the whirlwind of their lies and of their judgment failures. That's why we have to have an ass-kicking. I don't want one of these things where we have to stay up till 3 a.m. worrying about when the votes are going to come in and what it's going to look like. I don't want it to be close. I want it to be a destruction. If we are not jet-skiing around on a tidal wave of lib tears in this midterm after you know after the votes are counted yes it is not good enough I we agree. have not done well enough because when you see the scale and the gravity to the point you made about all these different decisions the gravity of the failures and the experiment of federalism has allowed us to see at a time of national crisis who got it right and who got it wrong and States and people voted with their feet and people have seen the reality and the data now is incontrovertible. The blue lockdown authoritarian Biden voting masses in New York and California. And I know they, they oppress fellow, they oppress, uh, you know, fellow New Yorkers who are Republican like me with their bad decision making. And same thing for all of our listeners in California. We have to live in the same state as these loons. There needs to be the accountability for all that was done. And also the the arrogance, Clay, and the the vindictiveness that came along with it. I mean, what you've really seen here is that now the whole masking and and vaccine mandate thing has gone from an argument over science to a question of political defiance and and just stubbornness and bitterness. You know, we're going to continue with mandates to punish people. Look what they've done in Canada. They're continuing with the mandate. Cases of, you don't even hear about COVID cases right now because they've gone so far so fast down, which is great, but there have to be 
there has to be a reckoning, a nationwide reckoning of the people who decided they had all the answers, they knew what was best. They are the ones who will actually, uh, they're, they're the ones that need to suffer the consequences now by being pushed out of power. Tommy John is a brand favorite on this program. Their T-shirts, hoodies, loungewear, and underwear for both men and women rule the day in this clothing category. When you're wearing Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. With dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you're never going back. For guys, one of their best sellers is the men's hammock pouch design. It's got innovations like an air mesh interior hammock using fabric that is moisture wicking with four times the stretch of competing brands. Plus, the legs never ride up, and Tommy John underwear comes with a non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. It's a great example of why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics, and we're proudly two of them. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. TommyJohn.com slash buck for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash buck. See site for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Remember, if you missed any part of us, please go back to the podcast. We had a great interview with former President Donald Trump today in the first it was the whole first hour of the show. We've also got to talk to you. Keep keep raising this issue, I think, here about the CDC hiding data. We're getting more information about this now. We're going to have Alex Berenson joining us later in the week because he, he has done this remarkable thing for many, many months now, really for about two years, where he looks at what the actual numbers are and what the real data is and comes to conclusions based upon that, despite what Fauci and Walensky and whomever else as part of the biosecurity state apparatus, whatever else they decide to say. Senator Marco Rubio got in on We're down here in Florida. Senator from Florida. Here we go, Clay. It all it all adds up. Here he is, clip 21, Marco Rubio on whether people will even believe the CDC the way they should going forward. Play it. They didn't report that 18 to 49-year-olds, the group least likely to benefit from these extra booster shots. Why do you think they left that out? They're saying because it's not ready for prime time. What's the real reason? I think because it goes against their public narrative. I think because it goes against their public guidance for the same reason that Dr. Fauci told people not to wear masks. Then he said everybody had to wear a mask and then you had to wear two masks and then two masks and a face shield and a space suit because I think they think they can tell us whatever they want. The damage they have done to public health authorities in this country is extraordinary. You know, in the future, we're going to have another pandemic potentially far worse than COVID potentially. And no one's going to believe these guys because they've treated us like little children, lied to us, manipulated us. It's just done tremendous damage to people's confidence and public health officials. He's completely right, Clay. Yes. I mean, this is this is part of the legacy of Fauci and all the rest of these health apparatus bureaucrats is that the next time around, people will, rightly or wrongly, depending on the situation, wonder whether they could listen to the same guidance that they got. And I'll also notice, I mean, he's he's mocking it because it deserves mockery. I mean, two masks, one mask, no mask, three masks, 90 and 95 masks. It's absurd what they've put the country through. Well, not only that, it's all over the place, right? And we're going to talk uh, about the state of Nevada and what was going on there, where one day everybody has to wear masks. And you probably saw, a lot of you did, that video of all those kids in elementary school who suddenly get announced by their teacher, hey, the mask mandate is over. But what's going on here, make no mistake about it, and I think you're right, Buck, about the difficulty that the CDC is going to have ever regaining the public trust because essentially what they did was allow politics to govern the choices that they made and as parents have finally gotten fed up and i don't mean just republican parents i mean democrat parents i mean middle of the road independent voters i've got a good friend we were talking about this last night at dinner buck uh who said hey i've never voted for a republican in my life we were out having uh, lunch in in la this friend and i were uh and he said come the midterms i am a covid democrat it's a great phrase he said i have always been a democrat but the failures of getting back to normal on behalf of the democratic party have turned me into a republican voter and I think there's a huge number of people listening to us right now who were middle of the road or maybe apolitical, and then they saw what was happening at their local school boards. They saw their kids being forced to wear masks. They are listening to us right now in California, certainly, Buck. 
the entire Super Bowl, 70,000 people, all those celebrities, everybody who could afford those multi-thousand dollar tickets, they're not wearing masks. And then you're telling five-year-olds that they have to have a mask all over the state of California the next day? And here's my hope, Clay, because I was, and I know you were too, and I keep reminding everybody that the first time we ever actually did a show together, um, you were a guest on my radio show before we teamed up to talk about this this issue, kind of the mass hysteria around all this stuff very early on, maybe month two of the pandemic. I was quite frustrated by how long it took people. And and I was frustrated at the time by the fact that they had not yet, not a solid majority of the American people, as at least expressed by their votes and expressed in the public opinion polls, had took longer to realize how serious the assault on their freedom was than I had certainly hoped for or anticipated. I do think that, though, now, I, ho- I thought it might take one year, Clay. Yes. It looks like it has taken two but I do believe that the reckoning is upon us, and which also brings us to our conversation about now is time for consequences. Now is time to run up the scoreboard against the other side, because otherwise, why, why, even, why even have this system of voting that we do? If you can just get away with being a catastrophe, what's the point? We need to actually hold everybody to account on this. And I think the American people have woken up to it now. And I think the CDC hiding data? Think about that. Think about another federal agency. Oh, you know, we're, we're not going to tell everybody how many opioid overdoses there are because some opioids are prescription, and so it's we don't want people to be scared to take them. So we're going to hide the fact that 100,000 Americans died. Imagine if that happened. Imagine hiding data like this. It's absurd. Not only hiding data, hiding data while attempting to mandate that we all consume a for-profit drug product. This, to me, is the wildest thing associated with the Biden vaccine mandate, which thankfully at least part of was struck down, the 84 million people that would have had it applied to them uh, by the Supreme Court. But you are having your federal government, think about this, mandating that you take a vaccine and that potentially you continue to take a booster or you continue to take a yearly shot in a way that has never occurred before and is effectively providing an annuity to all of these pharmaceutical companies for years into the future, we created dozens of potential billionaires over this situation and didn't give the American public the right to make their choice. And the CDC hasn't even given us all the data to allow us to make the most informed choices. It's disgraceful. We've got coming up here some breaking news from Joe Biden's speech on Ukraine. Also, Senate candidate Adam Laxalt will be with us. But first, my friends... One of the side effects of the increasing number of people working remotely is how vulnerable you are to cyber attack. Makes sense when you think about it. Your information's online. Cyber hackers, the bad guys, can get access to it, steal your identity, run up credit cards, take out loans, ruin your credit. It can be a huge headache. That's why you need LifeLock. Look, LifeLock has the technology and the skills to protect you online. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK for 25% off. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are live at Mar-a-Lago, about to be joined by former Nevada Attorney General Adam Laxalt, who is one of the top candidates to help Republicans flip back the Senate. We'll talk with him in just a moment. want to give you a little bit of a detail here. Uh, Joe Biden, addressing the nation, said that, I'm reading a uh, quote, 
Putin is, quote, setting up a rationale to take more territory by force to go much further. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. So we certainly will be talking more and more about the situation in Ukraine this day, next day, maybe days into the future. But we bring in now, live here at Mar-a-Lago, Trump-endorsed candidate in the great state of Nevada, Adam Laxalt. What are you seeing? First of all, thanks for joining us here at Mar-a-Lago. Not a bad place to be, although uh, there's a lot of pretty impressive places uh, in, in, in your state as well. Uh, these incredible edifices, certainly in Las Vegas and beyond. What are you hearing from people on the ground as you get enmeshed in your Senate campaign? And for people out there who may not live in your state, what is the larger Senate picture and why does your race matter so much when it comes to Republicans taking back control of the Senate? Sure. Let me let me just say that uh, first, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good to meet a, you. This is a great venue and pretty cool to do a show here. Um, you know, I've just never seen anything like it. You know, the, the average voter in all corners of my state, and we're a very big state for, for your listeners, um, where you could drive three, 400 miles in between counties. Um, there's such an acute sense of anger, fear, concern. Uh, people really think that the America that we all love, the America that has made us, that the values that have made us the greatest nation on earth, that they're on the ropes. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I do, I, I do a lot of interviews, and especially if it's anything in the kind of mainstream, they always think that these are talking points, and you can tell they glaze over when I say something like this. And, and I want to say, come, leave your bubble, and come out to a state like Nevada and speak to real voters because they feel like, that everything is going wrong. Everything. There are no bright spots to, right now. To that point, I mean, people are often motivated, whether they're writing restaurant reviews or they're voting. It's generally what upsets them that motivates them, right? What's gone wrong? You're talking about that. For uh, people in the state of Nevada, what are, the, what are the top two or three things that have them particularly fired up and that you think could lead to a strong outcome for Republicans going into this midterm? Well, I'll start with COVID because that's extra topical. Last week, uh, there was no sign, no rumors, no hinting that we were going to get masks lifted. And you guys probably following us all of a sudden, a bunch of blue state governors are lifting masks. And out of nowhere, there's a press conference announced. And the very next morning, they're all lifted. And as we pointed out, we went after the governor, we went after Senator Masto, who just dutifully clapped and supported the decision that the the infection rate was actually higher that day than when he put masks in in August. And so every single, their, their map, their tracker, every single county in Nevada was still red. Now, I thought didn't think we should have mask mandates in the first place. Obviously, I applaud the decision, but it just showed what a joke all this was, and there was no science. And in fact, someone from his task force, who's an epidemiologist, was caught unsuspected by a reporter and said, you know, where did the science come from? And he said, we weren't consulted. Um, and so it just tells you everything you need to know. You mentioned that amazing video of those, those young kids in Las Vegas that went viral. And as I like to say, that's the natural state, right? No one wanted to be in masks. These kids never needed to be in masks. 
And meanwhile, we had this big protest at one of our main universities of college kids. Oh, we talked, we played the audio. That were complaining that we should put masks back on. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you want to laugh, but it's just so sad and pathetic uh, that, that they would want to protest for less freedom and for the government to regulate them more. It's like, hey, guys, you can wear masks till the day you die if that's what you want to do. But to have it as a mandate is not the way we should go. We talked about this because I landed in Las Vegas on an evening around 9 o'clock, and the mask mandate went into place at midnight. So I went to the hotel with my wife. We were there for a, a couple's birthday party, and we were able to not wear masks all throughout the casino from 9 to midnight. At midnight, it was like Cinderella's uh, you know, carriage uh, flipping back into a pumpkin. Somebody snapped their fingers and started walking around saying, you have to put a mask on now. So you could be in the casino all day. You could be hanging out, you know, playing whatever you wanted to do, having an incredible time. And then at midnight, we were on the casino floor when they walked around and they started making that switch. And the amount of people who were just looking around, this is not scientific. This is completely absurd. I'm glad that they've made that switch. But one of the things about Vegas, why people want to go there is to have freedom and experience maybe things that they can't do in their hometown or their home state. And so the idea of this nanny state existing, even in your state of Nevada, was driving people bonkers. And it's great that it's changed, but to your point, there was no method or metric by which they made this choice. Well, and, and we're in the state of Florida, which is also a tourism state, and this was proof positive that this could have been done a different way. Yes. Um, and our state chose the opposite. We've been lockdowns, we've been masks, and it's killed our economy. Right now we have the highest unemployment in America. We have one of the largest small business losses in America. Um, and so it had real, serious, lasting economic consequences, all unnecessary. We have increased drug overdose. We have increased domestic violence. I mean, all the things that people like me, and I'm sure people like you were warning a year ago, you know, there is another side of the coin, the lockdowns, and we were all ignored or all told that that shouldn't go in the equation. Here in Florida, the governor put those in the equation and said quite clearly there's another way to do it. And so the good news, I think, is that people have awoken to just how terrible our leaders have been. I think a reckoning is coming. It's not just the economy. I mean, the schools were devastated the last few years. Parents are outraged by the masks and the remote learning. And so we have problems across the board. Um, and, and I think that people are ready for absolutely ready for change. We're speaking to Adam Laxalt. He's running for Senate in Nevada. And to that end, wanted to ask you, I mean, Clay and I are we are already day in and day out pounding the drum over. We need a massive victory, a massive red wave in these midterm elections to send a message and to restore freedom. Yes. Also just normal life. You know, this is one of the things that I think got people so fired up on behalf of the truckers up in Canada, this notion that we can go on almost endlessly without being able to live normal lives. So that's all in play. And it really does matter a lot. What should people know about your Senate race, your Democrat opponent and how you see you're somebody who's watching this, I'm sure very closely, the GOP chances generally in the Senate going into this critical midterm election. 
Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, are we going to experience a red wave in this country? I think absolutely. People are ready for change. They're, they're tired of the Biden leadership that has failed at basically every single turn. Um, but it's important for people to understand the Senate map is as small as can be. We must win Georgia and Nevada. We must win these two states. If we do not win these two states, we cannot win the Senate. And I won't go into all the states. You guys are going to do that for the next number of months. But take my word for it. Without these two states, we cannot take the majority in the U.S. Senate. Now, the good news is that Trump lost Nevada by only two points. That's with, you know, them changing the our election system and, 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 the, and 90 days out, giving us mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting, and all those things. And so it's a razor-thin state. My opponent, Catherine Cortez Masto, only won by two five years ago while Harry Reid was the sitting majority leader. Her patron saint drove everything to her, drove all the resources. And so this is an absolutely winnable state. And one thing President Trump did was he absolutely moved the Hispanic community to nearly 40% in Las Vegas. He clearly won big chunks of blue-collar workers in Las Vegas. And so, you know, these America First policies that were trying to actually go after the American dream and give people a chance at a better life, they were working and they were effective. And people now know the stark contrast that all these things have gone to hell, frankly. Um, and so we have between that and what happened to schools and lockdowns, this combination of me being able to prosecute the case that a Biden administration and left-wing policies for America and Nevada they fail. They fail at every turn. They fail at the border, which has increased crime and increased human trafficking and drug overdoses. They've failed, obviously, at the economy. They're failing right now with Ukraine and foreign policy. And so, you know, this is my job is just to go on offense every single day. Where should folks go to learn more, especially our Nevada listeners, about your campaign, Adam? AdamLaxalt.com. Uh, last question for you really quick. You've got a six-week-old. you got four kids eight and under. In addition to running for Senate, do you get any sleep at all? How's the six-week-old doing? <laughs> well, anybody that's had a newborn, the answer right now is categorically no. I am not getting any <laughs> sleep. Uh, my wife is still bearing a lot of the blunt or the the brunt of the the sleep deprivation. But no, I have not slept through the night in about six weeks. Um, but that's okay. You know, we're we're blessed. And uh, this is I, I know it sounds corny. Um, but this is why I'm doing this. This is why we're all fighting for the future of our country. I have four children that if we do not turn America around, they will not be raised in the same America I was raised in. That's the stakes we are faced with, and that's what drives me every single day. Adam Maxwell, man, thank saying you. Yeah. the exact same thing. I got three young kids. I feel the same way. I want to tell us about Michael Lindell out there. He's fighting for everybody with all of his great products, towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza Dream Sheets, many more. You can trust Michael Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. And right now he's got an incredible offer with his slippers. Two layers, my pillow foam. I told you guys, slippers can be worn all day long. My wife got it for all of her running buddies. They love these made from high quality leather. And right now you get 50% off to my slippers. Log on to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code Clay and Buck, 60-day money-back guarantee. And with the promo, you get a copy of Mike Lindell's new book free with your purchase. Remember, 
Go to MyPillow.com. Use the code CLAYANBUCK, 800 50% off. You're going to love these slippers. Get them today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday, Vladimir Putin recognized two regions of Ukraine as independent states. And he bizarrely asserted that these regions are no longer part of Ukraine and they're sovereign territory. To put it simply, Russia just announced that it is carving out a big chunk of Ukraine. Last night, Putin authorized Russian forces to deploy into the region, these regions. Today, he asserted that these regions are actually extend deeper than the two areas he recognized, claiming large areas currently under the jurisdiction of the Ukraine government. He's setting up a rationale to take more territory by force, in my view. And if we listened to his speech last night, and many of you did, I know, he's, uh, he's setting up a rationale to go much further. That was just a few moments ago. Welcome back to the Clay and Buck Show. Big big day on the show. A lot of stuff going on here, but a lot of things going on around the world, too. President uh, Joe Biden there saying that he believes the moves here by Putin. Remember, we talked yesterday as this news broke about the two breakaway provinces in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine, Luhansk and Donetsk, the primary cities and, and regions within the Donbass 
there was the possibility that maybe, and this would be really a best case, Clay, possibility from a national security and just not in the midst of a war perspective, uh, that it would stop there. Biden just now saying he believes that this is not the bites out of Ukraine, so to speak, that will appease the Russian bear, but that rather this would be a beachhead for further invasion. They're already using the word invasion at the White House. And then there's the possibility of this still escalating into a broader war with a lot of casualties in Europe if it were to go uh, to that actual possibility here, Clay. So it seems like the, the Biden White House, at, at least right now, is preparing for this to get a whole lot worse. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning, too, the stock market was closed yesterday, but it has gyrated a great deal today. Uh, right now, as we're speaking, the Dow down almost 500 points. It's been down over 700 points so far today. That in uncertainty that is uh, that is sort of prevailing right now in the larger geopolitical landscape is creating a great deal of selling pressure as the stock market in both, for those of you who pay attention to this, approaching 10% down in January and February so far this year, which is a pretty precipitous decline early in the year. Just add another element of uh, awfulness to what has been the Biden administration, whether it's the border, whether it's the murder rate, whether it's Afghanistan, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's COVID. I don't even know what you can point to now, Buck, if you are trying to say, hey, what story is a positive one that we want to tell right now for the Biden administration? The stock market was not a disaster last year. It's a mess right now. And that, I think, is catching up with the larger issues, certainly surrounding 7.5% inflation. The only area that seems likely and really on its own to get better is COVID because of the seasonality of the COVID virus that now after two years of this, we all know is there. And while the Biden administration, certainly in the State of the Union address coming up and then thereafter is going to claim victory, anyone who sees what happened this past winter and with the mandates and all the just the, the vindictiveness of people getting fired. You know, there's still places, Clay. I mean, New York City just recently fired a bunch of people. They're still firing people for not getting a shot that didn't stop the spread while the virus is receding into the background because it's the end of the virus season. I mean, the whole thing is just madness. It's a total failure in the Biden regime's part. But the, those things you talk about, right, national security on the world stage, do people vote based on national security? And this is why I know a lot of our audience thinks, how, how much do we really care about Ukraine? Well, it's certainly a major news story, war between Russia and any power would be a major news story. But here's how it might affect everybody here. If the price of energy, and we spoke to President Trump about this in the first hour, if the price of energy spikes dramatically, which it likely will if full-scale war breaks out, it'll also affect inflation, Clay. It'll affect the amount of money people are paying to fill up their gas tank, but the amount of money they'll be spending on all goods and services that affects us here at home a lot and also affects the political scene. The border, inflation, the economy, crime most likely. These are all areas that you're likely to see another awful year for the Democrats and the Biden regime, which means, again, there must be accountability decisions. We've suffered the consequences of their bad decisions. They should suffer the consequences of being kicked out of power. This has been, by the way, an amazing day. We hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have. We have spent the day here at Mar-a-Lago down in Palm Beach. Exquisite facility here. Uh, landmark 
of a destination to be doing a show from. If you're just getting in your car, maybe in this last hour, we had Donald Trump with us for the entire first hour of the program, 45 himself. If you have not signed up for the podcast, now would be a great time to do so because you can go listen to him talk directly to all of you for an hour, which is pretty uncommon, and especially given all the things that are going on in this country right now, I know there's a lot of you that would love to hear from him and what he thinks, and that yeah. was absolutely fabulous. Fantastic. Over and out from Mar-a-Lago, folks. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.